0: hello and welcome to the black women working podcast thank you so much for joining us again today um we are going to do today a let's talk about it um a very interesting report was released what what time is it released today ladies is that your your
1: chosen adjective
0: (laughs) interesting (laughs) report was released um, yeah, and we just felt compelled to discuss it. So in less than 24 hours, the whole team has made it back to the camp. Um, so first of all, ladies, forgive me for my rudeness. How is everyone today? Everyone, how are we doing? How was your day?
2: Okay. I'm good. In, in the light of this, I'm ready to drag Babylon.
1: That's what you know I'm ready what? for. I think this is the first day wait, in wait. a long time that I have not played Cesar. Good days. Like the last nice. few weeks, I've been like, okay, good days
0: on my mind. Today, no. <laughs> Today <laughs> was a deadly day, man. A hey, deadly day. A deadly day. So, um, if you cannot tell already, we are here to discuss the Commission on Race and Ethnic Disparities report that was published on the thirty-first of March, two thousand and twenty, okay. at eleven thirty a.m. P.M. No, eleven thirty a.m. Sorry, I'm oh, so yeah. frustrated. I'm getting confused mm-hmm. about the time of the day. Now, um. There are a few issues with this report and I feel like as black women working in a podcast, we needed to discuss it because race ultimately plays a massive role in every areas of our lives, specifically where we work, because that's where we spend the majority of our time. And so a few things. Oh, sorry. A few things that we kind of wanted to discuss, first of all, were basically some of the claims that were made by the report. One of the most interesting claims that was made by the report was basically to suggest that Britain, one, was a leader in terms of diversity <laughs> and relations between ethnic minorities and systems, but also to suggest that that we weren't in a place where organisations and institutions were deliberately set up and rigged to negatively impact people from ethnic minority backgrounds i personally found the report which i have actually i haven't read all 258 pages of it but i've read quite a bit of it um quite confusing because in one hand it said that you know systems are not um deliberately rigged against people from ethnic minorities but in the same breath talked frequently about mistrust between ethnic minorities and police services mental health services education health system, health services and other things um, as well. So clearly there is a little bit of a um, confusion here the the girls are the girls are fighting and um yeah i want to discuss it so <laughs> i love that analogy the, the girls are fighting so i want to discuss it just to take a step back um not to teach everyone how to suck eggs but i thought it'd be really important for us just to talk about what institutional racism is because it's a phrase that we hear thrown around a lot of the time and i think it's just good for us to be clear from our interpretation institutional racism is discrimination or unequal treatment on the basis of a membership of particular ethnic group that arises from systems structures or expectations that have been established within an institutional organization so when we're talking about institutional racism in the education system we could be talking about things that are put in place and they're made to be represented as normal systems but really they purposefully disadvantage people from specific backgrounds so ladies i don't Mm. want to talk too much how are we how are we feeling about this Report. Chantel.
1: Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I haven't, I haven't yeah, you're let me stop. I haven't even processed how I'm feeling like mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. some of some of my headline feelings are get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. Um beyond that it's no on like on a deeper, how unuseful, how mm-hmm. unuseful yeah. is that report and yeah. then You know, I'm also like, I was telling you guys earlier, we discussed the headline that was released by the BBC in class this morning. And every child, the white kids were like, who wrote this? And I can't see how these are the people in power. And I I just don't understand. Like, the report references Black Lives Matter, which happened all but, what, nine months ago. Mm -hmm. So within nine months... um, everything's just been fixed, everything's been fixed. And I'm just like, when I say who wrote this, it's also like, where is the intellect? And where is the lived experience? Mm-hmm. I, we know there is no lived experience, but it's very unhelpful. And mm-hmm. if we think about the work that we're doing and some of the ideas that we've discussed politically around black women working, I just think, I can't, I, I have nothing else to say at this point, apart from it is so unhelpful.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: Tolls? Um, like Shannon sorry, Shannon said um, me too, I'm still processing things. I think um it's a mixture of disappointment and actually utter revulsion and disgust. Um that such a thing could come out and utterly kind of dismiss decades and literally decades of people's experiences in a country Mm -hmm. where people have still not been compensated for the trauma that they went through with the Windrush scandal Mm -hmm. there's all these kind of things going on but yet there some people had the audacity to publish such a thing and basically say oh it's all in your head basically and you know Mm -hmm. we're progressive and we've moved above that and I think the thing for me that makes me feel actually so angry and furious is by the token BAME people that are spearheading this report whose faces mm-hmm. are in this report and I just think what so like I just don't get it. I just don't understand it and I'm very disgusted that they would allow themselves or use or choose to use themselves as a tool for basically telling this country that is steeped deeply steeped mm. still in colonialist mentality racist mentality mm. that do you know what you, you 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 guys have you've done a lot for us and yeah we're progressing now and, and basically that's it we, we don't really need your help you've so, had enough you've got yeah, enough we, we, yeah Never. we've done it now we can do it all by ourselves you know thanks for that it's it's all on us now i just <laughs> i feel like it for a lot of the younger generation as well it is probably so so deeply discouraging but again still processing there's many angles to it
1: uh, yeah. can i just add there toes on the back of what you said it's just i also feel i think the line that stuck out to me in terms of the headlines in and in minimizing the issue was there are members of the community who are haunted by the past mm. and so basically use the language like we are barriers to the progression oh slavery happened get over it basically and it's like really with all the issues that still remain and all the as i've just said all the agendas that are still being pushed why are we talking about decolonizing the curriculum why are you talking about the five times more campaign why are we talking about the rindwash scandal like i i just don't understand it's it this is gaslighting at its Finest. Mm-hmm. If you fall in your home when you're having an argument with a significant other, they're gaslighting you. That's nothing, man. That's match. That's matchsticks. This is mm-hmm. gaslighting at its finest.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Rach, man. What's your thoughts? Oh, my God. You know what? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the government would commission such a disgusting piece of crap. They... Mm. will Facts. <laughs> They will put people, especially those that will big up themselves and say, oh, I do this and I do that, to come and chat rubbish.
1: <laughs> and I'm come and just... Quite frankly. It's
3: like, where yes, is the... Where... where's the real experiences here? Mm. These people, no lie, they have all been through some sort of racism, but they will try and act like it never happened or I never saw it. Or it wasn't racism, they were just doing... No, this... This it's because I was poor. Yeah, this type of thing I'm pisses poor. me off. Oh, and for God. you to reach a certain level, these people have MBEs or whatever they have. How can you talk it about... it? just it do not make no sense. What kind of... Mm-mm. How
1: can you talk about social class without talking about race? The fact that you could place on. a hierarchy on inequalities and it's one over the other mm-hmm. without considering the intersection between mm-hmm. social class, family structure. When we talk about family structure, do you want to talk about why maybe there's a high proportion of single black parents right. when black men are being over-policed, right. over-incarcerated? over condemned mm-hmm. by the mental health institutions Come on. unemployed like to, oh but it's not right oh, i i cannot begin to comprehend how they put this together honestly like it's and one of those things even worse mm.
3: So mm-hmm. what makes it even worse is that people are actually going to li- read and believe this report. Yeah. I think and that's what
1: says. makes it
0: the
2: most
1: dangerous that's, thing. Yeah, I think it's really.
2: dangerous. Like for me, mm. I said to one of my fr- some of my friends today, I would have preferred no report than this. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. I Give think... me no
1: report. Who mm-hmm. sent them? Who
2: sent them? Who asked? Boris He was triggered by BL. Well, they're,
3: they're probably getting a nice payout for this. who sent you? You showed I think... your ass, here's your money. <laughs>
0: that's the blood sacrifice so i think taking taking a step back just to give um the listeners a bit more information about the report basically it kind of sought to lay set out the the layer of the land if that's the right phrase in terms Mm. of um the experiences of people from ethnic minorities and then set out to make 12 sorry 24 recommendations and i'm not going to read them because Mm -hmm. they're bs i don't want to trigger people but basically they focus more around like education and training employment crime and policing and health and in looking at these four areas specifically crime and policing they said that they couldn't see that things were deliberately racist and they couldn't see that there was any um biases but what they said instead which i thought was really painful and I quote in, from the introduction there are still real obstacles and there are practical ways to surmount them, but that becomes much harder if people from ethnic minority backgrounds absorb a fatalistic narrative that says the deck is permanently stacked against them. And I think yeah. this kind of goes back to some of the conversations we've had about sisterhood in the workplace and kin folk being skin folk, because mm-hmm. I feel. And I had this with a friend, um, I was having a long conversation with him about race um, in the middle of the BM, BLM moment. And I think he took the approach that he didn't want to talk about race and racism to a certain extent, because he felt like that made him sound like a victim. For, so for him to you know, discuss and ex- talk about racism and how racism could have impacted him, that makes him as a victim. And all he wants to do is focus focus on his wins and how well he's doing. And my biggest issue, with that is that you can do well in a system, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you, you as an individual can do well in a system up until a point up until a glass ceiling. But that doesn't mean that just because you have done well, that everyone around you is going to do the same. And I think what Mm -hmm. we need to do is what we have done as a community I believe, especially the baby boomer generation has told you, said before we started the call, mm-hmm. they've kind of absorbed this this thing about if you pull up yourself by your bootstraps, mm-hmm. it's very Jack and Jill. It's very kind of, um, the phrase has gone out of my head, but very kind of like, you can work yourself out of your blackness. If you overperform, if you work twice as hard for half as much, mm-hmm. you can make it. If you do what I did, you can be like me. But I think that is a very, very narcissistic Mm-hmm. Perception to have, and I really, really want us as a people to break out of it because not everybody is the same. And just because you buckled down and you killed yourself, and I'm talking about myself because I've I've worked twice as hard for half as much like my whole career as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. right?
2: Same.
0: I've been socialized that way. I've been raised that way as a child. That's I'm not just going to wake up one day and and go back to, to just be doing what I should be doing. You always want to do above and beyond because your place and your position in everything you have is insecure in a way. It's not insecure if you're a white male, right? And -hmm. I think that this report is a manifestation of the Jack and Jill baby boomers kind of respectability advocates rising up together and basically creating a report which is centered on their own personal experiences and I I don't know how we find a balance between acknowledging that there is black excellence and people have been able to excel against the fact that the system is jacked and it needs to be fixed and it needs to be addressed it needs to be destroyed basically and and also quite frankly
1: sorry uh, um I'm just I was sorry it's so funny because we're actually back at the point that we made for our let's talk about it on international women's day
3: exactly when when you mentioned
1: you focus on one group the group at the top and you can talk about the gap closing there but you don't take the entire the entire um demographic as a whole
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm. it's Uh, the same point
1: you were making before
2: i think also like that whole idea and mentality of not being a victim is really quite toxic i think as well
3: and <laughs> Extremely i toxic. because
2: what is wrong with being a victim if you are a victim then you're a victim by mm. denying the fact that you are um, influenced negatively by certain circumstances you're in essence gaslighting yourself and I feel like that generation a lot of the time they gaslight themselves because they don't want to be seen as a victim because they see it as being weak and obviously our history mm-hmm. and our past has you know we've got a long history and being taken advantage of and obviously we want to feel Like we have risen above those circumstances. But what we fail to understand is the way to rise above it is not to compartmentalize it and pretend like it never happened. It's to look at it face to face in the eye and deal very much with the ugliness of it and the horror of it and kind Mm. of deal with that in segments but obviously we're, th- we're speaking about a generation who would never even dream of speaking to maybe a therapist or a counsellor about these yeah. kind of What's things mental health exactly so instead they internalize it and now they're gathering together to produce stupid reports like this in in, in order to make us kind of take on that legacy of mm-hmm. gaslighting ourselves and not believing that we're impacted by these things when we are. Do you know
0: what I thought was interesting is that everyone who has kind of led um, or sat on that or that committee or that commission was probably mm-hmm. above 40. They all had CBEs and MBEs, which is a sign mm-hmm. that they're, to a certain extent, ex- established mm-hmm. in a certain level of career, in their mm-hmm. career. So they've worked for a certain level of time, so therefore they are a certain age. But more importantly none of them were actually workers in the fields that they're talking about. You had no black teachers or teachers from ethnic minorities. You mm. had no black or mm. ethnic minority um, healthcare workers who were actually on the front lines. And again, you had no no community outreach. You had people who were running charities and doing things like that. But we have to realize, if, I'll give an example. So. For for um, like legal diversity work, some people will reach out to me and say, "Can you check my application?" And as I've been doing my job for ten years, I haven't made an application to a law firm in fourteen years, right? So I say to people, because I haven't been through this process in so long, I can't actually give you the advice that you want. You need to talk mm-hmm. to someone who is more junior. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a major major oversight with this mm-hmm. report. You've spoken to people who all in the same economic bracket, the same age clearly have the same politics basically and they are too far removed they're not at the front line using the services they're sending their kids to private school they're going to private hospital they're not interacting with the the police you
1: can say you you can say they're removed you can say they're removed nas but They've equally also made that choice to be remo- removed. Because, 100%, yeah, so report, 100%, but so they the have. people spoke of, like, basically the gap, like the gender, the gap, sorry, the, the pay gap, the, the ethnic pay gap being almost insignificant for those who are like around the age of 30 Mm. so I I put myself in that bracket right but the politics for that for that generation was that I I didn't necessarily I didn't pay top-up fees and there's -hmm. there's a proportion of us that didn't pay to go to university and so we and we always acknowledge that we speak from a privileged position in that we have been successful and maneuvered and meandered through that system What's disappointing in you kind of pulling out who mm-hmm. wrote that report. Yes, they are OBs, they've got their own political sway, but also they are our they are our parents' generation. Yeah. You were in yeah. the thick of it right. when Mangrove in the 70s yeah on, God. right was the thing. When the Brixton riots was the thing. Police when Darkest Howe was yes. raised up. You were in the thick of it probably the reason why you even came into politics not all of them some of them because some of them in that mix are oh, not even interested in but <laughs> some of them would have come through as part of you know the um what that was generation. it called the the uh, you know the left-wing party the black socials or whatever that um yeah, black socialist party yeah right you would have come through as part of that narrative and as you said even more loudly you were educated in a school where you didn't have representation where you know that your peers were not finishing school like you have lived the experience forget i have to really refrain from swearing but forget Mm -hmm. your obe you have lived this experience Mm -hmm. it
3: is so disappointing yeah very i agree deliberate blindness And, and also think about when people are reading this like how they would feel like oh things have changed or maybe there isn't racism there is still racism in this I, country I, like oh they're, they're saying, saying there's still the, racism the, but yeah, what they're
2: saying is toes. yeah what they're saying it's it basically they're saying it's explicit reason racism like basically someone oh, yeah, calling you an n-word the in the street every
1: day mm. oh, that that mm. happens every day yeah yeah, yeah. it's
0: just I just think it's just interesting to me to watch the acrobatics that people who that benefit from a system can do to reinforce that system because nothing in this report is challenging. And I think we need to take a step back and think about why they even wanted to do this report. They wanted to do mm. this report because they had all the Black Lives Matter protests mm-hmm. and they had a just um pe- people from ethnic minorities disproportionately dying from COVID. So what were the motivations for the report? What was the cause of the report? Because you had the, the McGregor the you mentions, had the McGregor Smith silence? review. Mm. You, yeah, you had and, and that so basically like a said the
3: situation
0: that. But but at that Fritz, time, but Rach, Fritz that wasn't Fritz. at the time that wasn't at the, <laughs> the time that report. they commissioned the report though, babes. But w- what know, I'm but trying it's to... is
3: also motivation to publish it and push it forward and put it true, in a certain true certain true certain area of right, a, a certain disagree. media. Like they're silencing yeah. us. Yeah, this is a, um,
1: we're silencing yeah. you. With but, like was,
0: but like I was saying, thinking about what the motivation of the report is, mm. the whole reason that the report was commissioned was basically to show and argue that George Floyd has happened in the US but we are not as bad as right was. it was reactionary oh, it wasn't yeah, out of the uh,
2: that's genuine... the point i was trying to make yeah, yeah exactly it wasn't out mm. of kind of a genuine what's the word intention to kind of get to the root of the issue it was like this let's just shut them up now let's produce this and that is gonna do you know what i mean because often when we raise these kind of things someone is saying somewhere but where's the facts where's the figures where's the this mm. and basically what this report here is for is exactly now for people to say yeah but this report was created and it said xyz so what you're saying is basically nonsense which is why it's it it is just something that is so deeply kind of triggering and angering in a way because you know when you can see exactly for what it is but how do we now counteract that and it's just oh it's infuriating like we know the country that we live in we know what Mm. it's capable of but still Mm. for it to do this and for the people that headed it to be who they Mm. were
0: i just think it's mad because i'm looking at the report now and I think it's it's interesting how they're doing topsy turvy twisties. The same like phrases like white privilege and white fragility imply that it is white people's attitudes and behaviours that primarily cause the disadvantage experienced by ethnic minorities. But it is though. The evidence we have studied does not support this.
1: No. The commission rejects done? this what approach
0: <laughs> and believe uh, believes it fails to identify the real causes for disparities and that is counterproductive and. Diver- and Divisive. Do you know what white privilege is? White privilege isn't dragging every single white person on the street. White privilege is saying that white people are privileged because of the color of their skin and because of the color of yeah. their skin, they are not victims to the discrimination that black people face. So already, all like of you insane. with your MBEs, your doctorates, and your 20 million degrees, you don't even understand the basic concept this of white privilege I mean. as mm-hmm. I've just described now. I think for me, the thing that hurts me the most personally was I saw a comment on Twitter that I, mm-hmm. I was hoping that we could talk about, and told you brought it up in, a, in our WhatsApp group, mm-hmm. basically where they're basically saying, "Oh, you know," um, I found There it. is no racism in um, there is no racism in education
2: because you know, I've West got the Africans, quote. She, go on, Let you me tell me. It out. So. Yeah. Participation, however, is not just about opening the doors. We also speak to the need for communities to run through that open space and grasp these opportunities. That's that bootstraps mentality. Uh-huh. We have found that some ethnic minorities have been able to, inverted commas, participate better than others. We were impressed by the, in inverted commas, immigrant optimism of some of the new African communities. They are among the new high achievers in our education system. As their Caribbean peers sit in the same classrooms, it is difficult to blame racism in education for the latter's underachievement so basically
0: what you're saying
1: divisive in the community exactly.
0: and and to me personally to me personally that already feeds on a natural split there are between mm-hmm. between Africans and Caribbeans mm-hmm. because of these yeah. negative attitudes and i and to be fair I'd be interested to see what evidence what evidence they're talking about because in the same breath are you looking at how how many people are going to prison why What does it mean? So you're saying that everyone who's black is the same type of black? Do you not think that people can treat people from a particular country in a better way or have higher expectations? It's very, very much what we I studied in sociology as like the self fulfilling prophecy. If you continue, oh sorry my mic, I just got a bit passionate. If you continue (laughs) to say that students from West African West African Mm -hmm. backgrounds are more intelligent and do better than students from Caribbean backgrounds, Mm -hmm. is that not going to play a role? when teachers are teaching those children. 100%. It's virus. Is
2: it's instituting a bias right there, and now people are going to be able to say, "Well, look at this report. This is what it says." So you're already, you're now, so already collectively as Black people, we have discrimination in classrooms already, right? And now you're even dividing it up into tinier, more, more smaller, smaller segments, and saying, mm. "Yeah, and you people are kind of better than those people," and it's kind of just like mirroring the same issues and problems that a lot of us have in, you know, our country. of ethnic origin where things are so toxic between different um ethnicities all because of things like this and it's oh it's so insidious it's so wicked it's so evil that was the thing that really shocked me about this report and just why i said this is absolutely revolting it's wickedness what these people have done and i can't for the life of me understand how you could go to sleep at night and sleep in peace being part of something like this listen to this, listen to this, sorry
0: racism is both real and socially constructed, society has defined racism down to encompass attitudes and behaviours that would not have been considered racist in the past this is one of the main reasons for the Mm -hmm. rise in sensitivity, the language of microaggressions and safety and the stretching of the meaning of racism without objective data to support it
3: Jesus have mercy (laughs) this is what they want to do, this is the narrative that they they want to kill us you know They want to kill us. They they want us to look like we're just chatting rubbish. We go there and we say, oh, racism, this person. They want us to look like we're mad. Right, no. That's it. So mm-hmm.
0: basically, where people have now had confidence to challenge microaggressions, yes. have had confidence mm-hmm. to challenge attitudes, mm-hmm. have had confidence to pull That's people right, up yes. on flyaway statements that really reveal how they feel about diff- different ethnic minority groups. In doing that and holding people accountable mm-hmm. and challenging their thought processes, which are inherently racist, that is us stretching the definition of racism. And there's no yeah. data to report it. Where, what data would you have to right. provide evidence to show? microaggressions existing or not existing you're relying on people to report microaggressions you're mm-hmm. allowing people to be vocal about microaggressions the thing for me from what I have read obviously I haven't read all 258 pages there is there is a lot of criticism placed on black people specifically about how they their viewpoint and how they feel about mm-hmm. racism mm-hmm. but there is no alternative support offered to us mm. there is no alternative explanation and it's just basically saying it's not just racism it's a myriad factors I don't I need to understand why it can't just be racism
3: because they don't want it to be
0: why can't it just? It why can't it just be racism? So they don't to me, want to look
3: like they're racist, so they have to say it's not, or we're just in our feelings, or it's not really there, or they're mad. But, so all but the to people, me, and
1: also all the people that are overtly racist, what do they do? Just stand on the corners being overtly racist? Oh, they don't. Basically, work. They where don't, does that come like, from?
3: And yeah, to me, exactly. if
0: you're going to go, if you're going to work this hard to maintain the status quo, I read it as it must be racist because if you can find mm. every other excuse under the sun for the disparities in these figures but say it's not racism then it must be because what's the issue of accepting it call a spade a spade why can't Mm -hmm. you do that so for me personally i think the thing that i am now worried about is just bringing it back to work is about our lived experiences Mm -hmm. and how things like this can disempower us from taking up space from talking about um how how we feel, if we've been sidelined, if we've been harassed in the workplace, if we are suffering from microaggressions. But more importantly, I know there's, you know, participating in diversity schemes is, is a political point and everyone needs to feel free to do what they feel is best. But I feel like I don't want to be in a situation where the emphasis and the push on diversity, especially ethnic diversity, is now the foot's taken off the pedal
2: because whoa, 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 we're not racist. You know what, so I'm looking at their recommendations with regards to the workplace <laughs> and said the commission that. calls on organisations to now move away from funding on conscious bias training Yeah, yeah I saw that, that. Yeah.
1: The existing yeah.
2: training should be replaced with new interventions that when implemented can be measured or evaluated for their efficacy, that doesn't mean anything such as the use of sponsorship to ensure wider exposure of ethnic minority individuals to their peers,
1: Taking managers of them and placing and <laughs> them on their But
0: why would you look need up, sponsors right. if there is an institutional right. race? that is the so point
1: so could, i feel like they need to retract this whole report it's just yeah, nonsense it it's absolutely we nonsense it, it we'll view. write a
3: report
2: in it yeah we can we
1: actually well, we can, can
3: and we
0: should because i feel like for me what is for me is the most heartbreaking thing about this is that it's just a slap in the face and it, it insults everybody's insults everybody's intelligence and it just denies people's lived experience and basically saying Mm -hmm. you lot are too sensitive you know everything is racism now Mm -hmm. this 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 report is basically saying racism exists but not everyday race card that's basically what this report says Mm and what does um... this
3: mean for like the younger generation that haven't even touched the workplace yet they haven't even reached they haven't dipped their foot there and they're being told whatever they face oh it's not racism it's
2: not racism, guys. Guys, oh. I'm reading another. I have to read this paragraph out because it's actually Go on. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like. Hmm. This report is not just a report card on how badly or well the UK has served its ethnic minorities. It is underpinned by an ideal for a modern UK, best encapsulated by what we saw in the opening ceremony of the London 2012 Olympics. My God. What did we see? I don't even Um, remember that. Sorry. I just
3: saw
2: (laughs) saw an array of people and cultures from the sleepy English countryside to the frenetic music of the inner city. It not only featured (laughs) British icons like James Bond and the monarchy. Guys, this is a report. There was also a joyful expression of the contribution made by the Windrush generation as well as the working class contributions to the country's history and industrial might. One highlight was Dizzy Rascal belting out his hit bonkers. (laughs) Danny Boyle managed to create a vision of the UK which united all communities. He gave us an ideal of an open, optimistic UK, refreshed with new communities. On that day the whole nation was proud to be British.
0: Can I just say one thing though? Isn't that the same Windrush generation that you have yeah, right, taken away right. their health care taken away their employment <laughs> you are deporting you are de- deporting them after you even if having evidence of them been here for 30 for 40 30 40 even up to 60 years is that the same windrush generation you're talking yeah, about this, or, or what the am same i windrush missing generation that was right. on the
1: front line of a pandemic and 60 percent of the first doctors and nurses to die in that pandemic were black mm-hmm. and of ethnic minority but there but 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 that—that's just because we just die in it. Everybody has their. So day. the
3: so, the London Olympics, what twenty twelve, has shown that they're not racist. What are our rec-
1: not, What are our recommendations?
3: <sighs> oh, as <laughs> I want to hear, burn this report. Burn
1: it. Burn it.
2: Nah. Go yeah, back yeah. to the drawing need, board. I want to know. To the, do that. I
0: don't want any more. Do you know what I want? I don't want any more reports. I don't. I don't. I don't want any more reports since the Stephen Wilson. Stephen Lawrence the inquiry. McPherson. Yeah, McPherson. Sorry, thank you. McPherson. We've had reports, of reports, of reports, reports. Tell me what's changed. Didn't Cressida Dick Nothing. come out the other day Nothing and say has that changed. she can't? She can't? She can't understand why black people get stopped more, stopped and searched more, but the police police force is not racist
2: it like, doesn't change anything but i feel they're still needed in order to address the issue because without it it's almost like you know when you have a microaggression you're telling someone this is a microaggression but they're like they don't really get it because the, you can't really quantify it. it allows us to quantify our experience and even if they're telling us well okay we don't know what we're going to do with it at least we can say this is what we're going through say for example um, example, like with black maternal deaths, black women are five times more likely to, you know, die from maternal whatever's surrounding a birth of a child than white. It allows us to put language to what we're experiencing,
0: but not these type of reports. So maybe not these what, not type this of one. Re- <laughs> not this one, but there's mm. a lot of reports that just. I just kind of find a the lot of because a lot of trash. money was was spent on this, like on a basic level, a hell of a lot of money was spent on this, and this My will tax be a money. report. My tax oh money. lord! Oh no! Right. That's going to yeah. make this me so be, angry be, now. Tax that they just, always take. This will be this will be a report that will go down in history that will be referred to that it's people true. write dissertations about, people write university questions about, people write articles about. Like, so for me personally, this is more damaging because to when exist, you're looking yeah. for the existence of this is more damaging because yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're not gonna. It feels I feel akin like, to
1: Enoch Powell's speech. It's it's rivers it's, of blood. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so powerfully damaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So for me personally, I feel like it gets to a point where I don't want any more reports because what you lot are saying in these reports is just causing me problems. The most radical thing this this reporter said is that the term "bame" is unhelpful. Okay, fair Facts. enough. But we knew this.
2: Yeah, that's
3: true. We didn't yeah, need it no,
2: to tell us. What's, what's the day today? To today is Wednesday. I think then when it comes to, to reports, black. maybe it's not the issue of the report being existence it's who's conducting the re- report because i feel like when reports are conducted by our community we really get to the root of the matter there have been similar reports done by others within our community say like um, black ballot did the maternal yeah. health report and stuff yeah. like that it really gets into the crux of the things so it's about who's doing the report and what their motivations are and we knew we knew immediately the government said oh, we're doing report we knew it was going to be rubbish but we could just never, I would never personally would have envisioned that it would have been just this catastrophic, as you have said, and just immensely damaging. And I don't know how we go forward as, like, black
1: people in the UK. What I want to say on this, right, in mm-hmm. terms of how we go forward, mm-hmm. is I want to remind our listeners that this is a, has been and continues to be a very fragile time for us we just about have the energy to fight we've been encouraging activism for the last six months across our platform and i really hope that this report isn't literally the straw that breaks the camel's Mm. back where a a portion of us are just like we'll forget it that's it
2: then
1: like because that's that's i don't want to give up no. I don't feel too good, but I, I, I can feel those feelings right now because it's like after everything that's happened in the last year, and even less than a year—nine months, eight months—this is what you come with. It's I, rude. I, it's I rude. need us to, I need us to figure to to find a way that we can still remember to stay united and stay strong. I'm not saying yeah. get up and fight. I'm not saying no. that, but. I think in the very impact.
2: I think in the very act of uh our. existence is a form of resistance it's not everybody that can be called upon or is indeed Mm. their calling to be on the front lines to be the ones on um good morning britain and things like that debating with people who will slash you left right and center with all these kind of gaslit phrases and stuff sometimes the most that we can do is live our lives um with a knowledge of who we are and the value of ourselves and live it strongly we're not always going to succeed um against every opposition or opposer that rises against us but as long as we stay true to ourselves that in itself is an act of opposition and bearing in mind quite frankly some of us come from uh, generations that spent hundreds of years in slavery but we're still here Mm. So we have it within us to prevail and we have it within us to keep pushing, to keep fighting. And let's also remember that our parents who lived in this country before us, who were here for decades before us, underwent to a certain extent. You know even worse experiences than some of us will ever see in our lifetime so though the progress is small it's not as large as we would hope there is still hope and we still we just need to keep pushing we just even if we're just making it a little bit better for the people behind us then that is something and eventually i believe well i hope and i pray we'll get to a place where we have more equity in and equality in society, but that's just me. That's where I, I, my mind is at.
0: I just want to burn the place down.
2: Hear that, still. Yeah.
0: No, I just it's, feel like I'm tired. I feel like
2: it's exhausting. It's
0: blow after blow after blow, and I think we're in the middle of the George. The, the timing to me just seems like really disgusting. I can't remember what was it. What was the other report that they released at like three a.m. in the morning?
2: Oh, a few um, weeks the COVID ago? one, wasn't it?
0: So the COVID mm. one was absolutely useless. Released at three a.m. in the morning. They've now released this with no press release, and I feel like I feel like they need to just give us a break. It's yeah. it's it's constantly a lot to handle. We've been mm-hmm. we've been living this life since the lockdown, mm-hmm. when we knew that Black people disproportionately affected from the start, right? Then we had George George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. and then we've had we've had all of those discussions. During that period, there have been multiple examples of Black people in the UK um, being policed, um, be, suffering police brutality. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, men and wonderful. women. And then we've had the murders of those two women, I've forgotten their names, where the police officers stopped to take pictures Um, of their dead bodies.
2: Oh, I can't remember Nicole BB. Nicole. Nicole. Yeah. And that
0: will circulate and sent that on Gosh. WhatsApp and they were never they were never disciplined. We've had Blessing go missing mm-hmm. and then we've had Sarah Everard, whatever her name is, go missing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's a life for a life, it's tick for tat. Mm-hmm. But to me it's shocking that one person could go missing and the whole country is completely put on standstill and protests and moralises where a family has been told, you know, your daughter went to a beach and killed herself randomly, Mm -hmm. and there's been no investigation into her death whatsoever. I think there's just so, it's literally, maybe it's a hyper-awareness from us as a community, which we need, I wouldn't say we should stop, Mm. but it's like a continuous theme in our day-to-day lives, day-to-day existence. Mm -hmm. And I think that this report was a good opportunity from black people who are invested in furthering their community and not leaving people behind to actually take a stand and say, there are some seriously wrong things here. And I think when you want to approach racism purely on the basis of statistics, which you can manipulate, and Mm. which you can use to demonstrate and back up certain points. I did statistics, GCSE, and I hate maths, but one thing Mm. I'll always forget, remember from that subject, is you can change graphs. You can use it for anything. You can use Mm. statistics Mm -hmm. to make anything look any any way. And Mm -hmm, I suppose a a person will turn around and say to me, oh, well, statistics can be used, the statistics been used to kind of demonstrate there is racism can be manipulated. And I hold my hands up and say that, but at the end of the day, I feel like this was a really missed opportunity. And for me, this is a reminder that this respectable respectability politics mm-hmm. and this jack and Jill behavior mm-hmm. is still causing an issue for us and this generation needs to just go along because mm. on a very very basic level if you cannot see this report as an opportunity to be radical mm-hmm. to make even the recommendations that they're making are tepid mm-hmm. that's the word. tepid tepid mm-hmm. that's why it's so disgusting to us because mm-hmm. it's like if you're going to be hot, be hot. If you're going to be cold, be cold. Mm. You're just trying to spin at every plate and you're trying to keep everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And I just want to implore like, who everyone. who was this
1: report for? It was for, it, it was for the government, it was, Yeah, exactly. Yes, it, it was, was for, for the yeah.
0: government, the same way the COVID report was for the government. And this is it's why it's I'm up, saying... Because
1: so. it doesn't serve us in say... Like, it is it, wasn't, so it so was, was never written us.
0: to serve That's us. What I mean. But it's about us, you know? It's like when people are having a conversation about you and they're not talking to you. How offensive yeah, I know, is that? I
1: know.
0: <laughs> and this is just basically a manifestation of someone chatting about you behind your back, and then it coming out in the open. They didn't even ask you for your side of the story. So yeah, for just me personally,
3: narrative.
0: exactly, Rachel, that's perfect. So for me personality, pers- personally, I don't know where we go from here no, me because neither. I never saw this coming, and no. I'm pretty disgusted by it. Mm. But more importantly, I am concerned that this report will be used to withdraw funding from diversity yes. oh, schemes no. which are underfunded yeah. which are already riddled with their own tokenism and other issues as well yeah. to make law feel law firms why well, work at law firms but other organizations pat themselves on the back and feel like well you know i might not have a black person working in my organization but you know what this country's not racist so i don't need to go in above and beyond to have a diverse workplace because you know Bane people are all right they're good you know so I'm gonna just head out like you said Shan mm. and I'm gonna be good and so that's why I don't really know what to do next because this is like a it's like what do you do after a grenade what do you do after an earthquake what do you do after a flood what do you tackle first
2: it's not every day you know I have I mean? a solution sometimes it's just to yeah. express and to just sit with it like that's all you can do sometimes we we don't have to have a solution right now we are allowed to take time to process but to I, be angry and then to regroup
1: yeah. but I think that's earlier point on you know addressing the matter of sisterhood in the workplace addressing you know and I say sisterhood because I feel like more now more than ever as, as if there's ever a now more than ever the collegial and community spirit of this fight needs to come through because yeah, when we amen. speak about and look to the people who have been commissioned to write this report, they, we you know, we've, we've been blindsided by this black excellence and live your best black life and then what? Forget about your other black people.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think one of the takeaways is that we have to, rem- we do have to remain united.
3: I think in terms of the report, I just, I, I haven't, I haven't really, I don't even know, I need to actually go and read over it and actually mm-hmm. deep exactly all the points that they're saying, but from what I've seen and the little bits that I've read, it's just, it makes me want to vomit that the, in 20, <laughs> what, 2021, this is what people are writing and none of those puppets could come forward and say this is not right. This isn't the true picture. Mm. Like none of them could come forward. It really does make me worry about what's going to happen going forward. What other damaging materials are they going to push through the media? What mm. other damaging things are they going to do to us? What... And then I have to reiterate what Shan said. Sorry to cut <sighs> me out, but I have to reiterate no, no, what bait, Shan said. We so... really need this time to stick together and to be together, and to just speak our truth, continue to take up the space, if they don't want us there, we are going to stay there, because listen, it's just no, do you know what it is, no. it,
0: it to me, it, it this should all serve as like a really strong reminder that just because you have a black person in a position of power, or position of influence, or position of leadership, it's not a win for everyone, I've been saying it, and I think we yeah. kind of said it before when we were talking about Kamala making mm-hmm. um, vice president, I and mean, we weren't necessarily dragging her, but There's a lot, we seem to get very, very, even with Meghan Markle going into the royal family, we seem to get very, very wrapped up when we see um, black people Mm -hmm. occupying spaces and positions of influence that white people would traditionally occupy and operate. But we cannot be satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. We cannot read into that and we cannot take comfort in that. Because all of these people, probably when you look back at their profiles and the things that they've done and what they've achieved, they're all very, probably very inspirational. We can't, we don't want to look into it now and give them any praise because they're dutty jancros right it. about now for this report. However, it just, it needs to be a stark reminder to us that we shouldn't be easily impressed because we see a black person mm-hmm. in a position of power. Yeah, we should yeah, still, yeah. we should be seeking out and understanding that black person's character and what their commission is really about because it's fine for us? you to it's it's fine for you as an individual if i if i want to be like head of my law firm and i want to be a partner and i and that's what i want to do and i don't want to help black people that's fine but what i should not do is open up my mouth and say i made it here i'm black so everyone else can make it here and then pull the ladder up and this is to me this this report is a manifestation of pulling the ladder up because this will be used as the basis and local authorities will look at this everyone will be looking at this and using this as the basis to justify their policy decisions their spending habits and i think we can all have their little think pieces on twitter and things like that i'm not slating anyone Mm -hmm. because obviously this podcast is just a think piece right Right. but the ramifications of it in terms of the investment into young black people and people Mm -hmm. from ethnic minorities for the next 10 years until another report is commissioned this will be the evidence this will be how policies are justified and these recommendations will possibly be followed right and anything that's in the vein of following these recommendations about building trust and whatever People will get funding from it. People will make money from it, and it's all a it's all a crock of S you
2: know H I T. One thing that I wanted to say about this very quickly is that um, I think with regards to this report, I I I feel like no one was under the illusion that it was good. Well, I personally wasn't under the illusion that it was going to come gonna come out and kind of affirm the things that we've been saying if you like if you look at no. the person who commissioned or put this uh, put tony Sewell in that position uh, it's Munira mm-hmm. mirza she's the head of downing street policy unit this is someone who's been extremely vocal about how she thinks people have a chip on their shoulder with regards Mm. to race so when you know that it's someone like that commissioning a person who is heading up this thing you kind of know what it's going to come out with but I guess we just well I uh, underestimated just how despicable it would be that's all I wanted to say
0: Mm. yeah I didn't think she'd take it this far I thought she'd have behavior Mm. I thought she'd have a real behavior Mm dutty mm. Jan Crow, sorry mm-hmm. i need to stop saying that it's unprofessional but i don't really give a right so how i feel same how i feel because listen
3: space. all the listeners know what you mean
0: yeah but it's just mm. i know we could talk about it for ages i've got to come to an end sorry yeah. i'm babbling but you know them ones where it just hurts you in your chest mm-hmm. and you just yeah. you know i'll i'll be like that you know that meme you say where see where the guy's laying in the bed and all the tears are just rolling from his eyes onto the floor <laughs>
3: yeah that
1: like, would be me tonight kind of... when i'm thinking I about I'm it grieved i feel aggrieved this does feel very grievous honestly mm. honestly mm. honestly like uh, yeah. this one yes ma'am. i dare myself to play it to listen to lbc tomorrow oh no, oh, no. Don't, don't do it to yourself don't. it's don't about do self-preservation don't do it, don't do it. there's mm. certain hours
2: one should not even entertain that yeah. I, I wouldn't no even wanted. entertain it at all no. but certain hours one should not
0: yeah, well, don't worry. David Lammy went on there to fight the good fight. That's what he's paid for. It's not my job. That's not it's my not. job to it do that type be me, of stuff.
2: It? As I said in a uh, newsletter recently, it couldn't be me. But, it could um, not yeah. be me.
0: But anyway, let me come come to an end. I just want to thank everyone for listening. As always, like, tell a friend to tell a friend. Connect with us on social now, media. you know what? At Can I just what, say what? that? What, on Go serious. on. Go
1: no, on. No, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not for tagline, tell a friend to tell a friend. Ladies, tell your friend, make sure you send this podcast episode to someone you know who is not listening. Mm.
3: Yeah, agreed. I don't
1: think they're taking us serious. -hmm. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. friend (laughs) Actually,
0: tell your friend, and actually get that friend to tell a friend, and then message them back and say, "Did you tell someone though?" That's what we (laughs) need to do. Yeah, you're right.
1: scheme and that. You get me?
0: No, but it is true. It is true. Um, but yeah. So please connect with us. We're angry about this. We're Mm -hmm. frustrated about it, and if we feel this way i can only imagine how you guys feel you guys must be feeling the same way mm-hmm. so as always feel free to reach out to us whether it's email black women uk um at Google, is it gmail.co.uk um and the newsletter will be coming out as well talking about this so just connect us from all levels and repost and share is that all right shan did i get, yeah, did I that's get that's it, it, it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> until <laughs> the next time
2: yeah thanks for listening guys i'll bye. see you later
0: bye
2: adios Bye. bye, bye.